Coming up on OTH, Raymond and I talk about the newest patch 12.6, which is the patch being used for playoffs, and the implications of that, the location of MSI, and lastly, LCS Week 8's results with the preview moving into this weekend's playoff games. We hope you enjoyed this episode of On The Hunt. Welcome, everybody, to episode 51 of On The Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I'm your co-host, Chris, a.k.a. The Cheapskate. Because a couple months ago, I told you that I bought some, like, LED lights off of Amazon for around Christmas time, like, back in December. Uh-huh. And they, they broke already, and which is kind of my fault because I had bought, like, a cheaper, like, kind of knockoff version of what I really should have gotten. Uh-huh. But, like, but it broke two months ago, and I just forgot to say it, so yeah fuck that brand whatever whatever chinese <laughs> company it came from damn that they deserve it honestly you're getting shit led lights yeah and i I like them too so unfortunately i might give it a go again whenever uh i'm feeling um open to it i just gotta recover from this letdown for a bit gotta get over your uh your relationship trauma the breakup trauma with your yeah with your lights i get it the color the colorful light um the RGB lighting breakup. <laughs> but enough about me. We're here for League of Legends with our co-host over here named Raymond. How are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good, dude. Just uh, just been doing my thing. Normal week for me. Nothing crazy. All right, dude. I was thinking, what are your plans for living alone? Is that eventually or never? <laughs> uh, eventually. Yeah, I think eventually it's going to happen. I... I mean, never is definitely not the not the play. I think. Um, I don't know. I guess at this point, I'm not sure. Like, uh, like I I don't want to live at home anymore. That's for sure. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Just I'm like I don't know. I just feel cooped up. I'm a little bored. Um, but would you want to live like down the street or anything, or at least in the same city? I'd live nearby, but I wouldn't live in the same city. I'd I'd move to like LA proper or something of the sort. Ooh, okay. Yeah, but, but, so, but we'll see. But you would move to LA with like, so you wouldn't want to go somewhere as a as a remote worker. You wouldn't want to go somewhere where they have like lower cost of living or something like that. I don't think so. I feel like at this point, for me, I don't like have a reason to like just go somewhere else and like save money. You know, like I don't need to. I don't want to. I don't want to live in Oklahoma and just like pay twelve hundred dollars you know for a year's worth of a house or something um okay i'd, I'd rather you want to be know, where the action's I'm, at yeah i'm 26 like i'd rather live live some of my my 20s in like a happening place i feel like that has about hurt. to happen you know that hit me i won't be 26 for much longer yeah dude how's it feel to be fucking old <laughs> yeah we're getting old over here in our and so are our hands true yeah pretty true yeah like like, um in the last year i've had to do like a lot more wrist and finger stretches which um and i just kind of just do them offhand anytime i'm like standing up oh and also like i stand up a lot and i kind of want to get one of those standing desks just for at home but they're like a little expensive yeah i think those are definitely nice though i feel you on the stretches though i like i don't know for me i've had like wrist pain like you know kind of intermittently for longer than just like recently you know like i think even when i was in college so it would happen every once in a while um but like it goes it's like just on and off for me kind of you know like it might happen like for a month or two like a a year maybe i want to say where it like is really like kind of consistently annoying and then i probably get back into stretching or i just like i'm not hardcore gaming as much or whatever it is and then it goes away but um i don't know it comes back I just, you know, either my, the stretching routine, I fall off of it or something or something else happens. I don't know. Something else. Yeah. So let's get off the depressing topics and into some League of Legends, ironically. Okay. okay. Yeah. Totally <laughs> not a depressing thing. Yeah. And let's start with patch 12.6, which starting with that, it happened again, dude. Somehow in different places of the world, they're playing their playoff patches on a different patch. With um, so LEC is playing on the 12.5b, to my understanding, and then the LCS will be playing on this brand new 12.6, which a lot of people have been complaining about that they're really just going to get like five days of practice on this patch, 
And then they're going to have to start playing playoffs this weekend, which we'll get into uh, more in depth later. So pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I, I think let's let's save that for a little later. Let's go through the patch first, and then we can see how uh, how crazy the changes are when it comes to that part of it. Okay, yeah. So it's actually a relatively small patch. Like literally, there's more skins than adjustments to champions. <laughs> um, so only six champions got get touched in a way. Uh, nerfs to Hecarim and Tryndamere. Um, and then some buffs to Azir, Darius, Jax, and Nidalee. And then some changes to Alawi and Rengar and Adam, whatever. Um, I do want to start with the Trindamir change because we have been seeing him a lot this season. Um, you know, kind of starting a little bit before Worlds and then uh, um, a lot more this season, especially in the LCS. So um, I wanted to start with him because there will be a, a sizable nerf to his ultimate 20 seconds off level 1. And then 10 seconds off the rank two of his ulti. Pretty notable moving into playoffs. Yeah, I think uh, it's not insignificant. I think it's especially worth pointing out for Trin too. Because he, uh, I think a lot of people, when you play Trindamir, you don't even level your ulti past level one. Because um, just because like your other abilities are usually more powerful. You don't get any duration changes or anything to your ulti. It's just... Before That's some was, dark tech, dude. I yeah. didn't know that actually. But before, you know, it's just ten seconds per rank off the cooldown, and more than likely, your Trindamir, you can do whatever the fuck you want to stall ten seconds um, before you get in a fight with your ulti. Like you get to pick and choose fights a lot of the time. So, I think that this will be, you know, it's definitely targeting the the one point wonder build of it, which takes them down at other points. You know, those those normal level eleven or level sixteen things where they had a little bit more combat power you get taken down a notch now yeah and then uh where do you want to go from here well i want to say i want to point out for sure also that other change they made to chindamir that they're reducing the cdr you get on your e from each crit that you land uh it's going from one second when you uh hit a minion to 0.75 seconds and then when you would crit a champion before you'd get two seconds off the cooldown and it's down to one and a half so that's a pretty big change too i think that's part of a a lot of the frustration with playing against kind of the current trend is when he gets lethal tempo going and he picks up quick blades or something and he's eing on you and then autoing and then eing and then autoing and eing and it's like always up um a, a yeah. half second off like those kind of situations is pretty big for for trend as a whole so i think i think this is like a considerable nerf maybe not like gutting of him like if if you're using him in the right situations he's probably still going to be a good champ but it won't be as probably uh, prevalent as he was before. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's going to take like a lot more reps to get a hold of him rather than just being completely brainless, just only minorly brainless to right. play him. Yeah, that's the hope at least. Um, and then they also decided to hit Hecarim as well with some nerfs, um, stating that he's starting to see a return um, with a tank build lately. What do you think about these Hecarim nerfs to his um, Q and E? Yeah, I kind of like them. I think they're they're pretty significant. I think these, like, compared to the trend changes, like we were saying, they might not be that big, but they're definitely nerfs. Like, these ones, I think, are, are big nerfs. Um, I Like, they're taking a whole lot of base damages off. It's like 28. On your rank 5 Q, you get 28 less base damage, which on an ability that you spam on, like, a one-second CD in fights, like, that's a whole lot less damage, you know, at your early levels. And, and then later on, especially for if you're building tank on the champ. Uh, and then they also take down uh, a similar amount, 40 damage on your max rank, max charge E. So that's like just big changes to the, to the tank build mostly, um, which I think is not bad. I don't like, I'm surprised. I think I saw LS talk about this on Twitter and say like that this is, like a big nerf to Akram overall, like it's kind of kind of gutting him from pro play. Um, but I, I think I'm surprised that the tank build is still like the prevalent build for Heck and pro play. Like I think there's a lot of merit to like Triforce or like Stridebreaker or some weird, you know, Bruiser builds and going Conquer over the like Chem Tank Phase Rush Engage builds. Um, you know, that's part of the the farm jungler versus gank jungler, you know, debate probably too. But I think, I think there's a lot more that you could get away, away with if you build like damage heck. And I don't think this affects that too much. Cause you still have the ratios in place that were there before. 
For sure. Were there any other of the champion changes that interest you? Um, I don't know. There are a couple little ones here. I think like the the um, what's it called? The Darius change is like a little interesting to me. Um, they're upping the damage on his ulti, like the base damage on his ulti. Uh, which like I don't, I I don't think it's a pro focus change at all. Like Darius isn't a pro champ usually, but I think that it could be something that people play. Like I, there was a little bit of Darius that popped up last year. I remember in like the LEC between like, uh, Adam and, uh, broken blade playing it in playoffs. I remember, uh, and he's a pretty good counter to like tank, like super tank champs. Cause you can just stack your passive off tanks. And then if you have ghosts and flash and that's what top laners run these days anyway, sometimes like you can be a real menace if you get your passive proc and then just like flash Q into five people. Uh, and, and get ultis off so this kind of ups his baseline performance with uh, those buffs so it might might be something that comes back in play i doubt people will play it but it could happen yeah i'm with you and especially with the teleport changes people or you know some of the pros are more open-minded to taking ghost flash or ghost uh, flash ignite combinations like that yeah, like, I mean, what? We saw, like, stuff like Licorice picking Fiora this split, or last week, too, you know? Like, like there there could be places where, you know, somebody someday gets too confident and just first picking Scion or something, and and then they just say, like, oh, we can, we can play Darius into this. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he can't get away with it. <laughs> and then I think the next thing we should hit on is a, a bunch of nerfs to lifesteal sources in the game so they're just chunking off some lifesteal off of vamp scepter blade of the rune king and shield bow as well as hitting um or removing ravenous hunter um hitting fleet footwork and legend bloodline you know all these different sources for you know league of healing that have really come into effect over the last year um so let's start with uh, one do you think that you know th- these lifesteal changes were needed i think they're not bad for sure um it feels i don't know we've moved a little past the the like total lifesteal stacking meta it feels yeah like. drain a, tank meta yeah there's there's a few champs that can still get away with it you know like the the normal items that they hit were a mortal shield bow and blade of the rune king uh and vamp scepter right so like all those i feel like are almost like they're saying hey aurelia by the way we know that you're there better nerf aurelia kind of thing i don't there's not too many champs that build like blade even on its own um and then like stacking blade and shield bow is pretty limited nowadays too so i i think it's warranted um just because of where we've been in the past i'm not sure that i I, like there there were past nerfs this season already right so like i i don't think that they were like gutted before um and there probably were still you know we saw enough people build it that i think it's okay but it's probably a better place to have just less sustain in the game overall. For sure. And then also this patch, it contains the mythic, um, mythic stone overhaul. So now there's mythic essence in the game and there's just too many different currencies for me to keep track of at this time. Hey, if it makes you, if it makes it any easier for you, this means now there's not gemstones and prestige points. So technically there's only one currency where there was two before. So I don't know. All right. Just, can you give me the rundown? Does my is my prestige Kaisa worth more? All of a sudden, uh, I would say it's not worth more. But if you didn't have it before, you'd have to pay more to get it now. So I guess kind of. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I guess kind of. Oh, okay. Do I get any special borders or some sort of signifier that we're OG? I don't think so. I I think they're I think they're changing it now that when new ones come out. Uh, like if you, you know, when they have like the points for an event and uh, you can unlock the one prestige skin like out of that event, right? I think that those you get a like special border if you buy it during the event now um, because it's not going to just like show up in the prestige shop later. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. So so there's in the future, you'll have a nice little bonus flare. Yeah. What I just want to say, I'm all for give giving people the ability to have skins like i don't really want skins to be locked behind some sort of 
content or yearly thing. For example, I remember like the champ- the season two championship ribbon was like not possible to get after season two, and then they suddenly just like re-released it in season nine. And I know that probably makes like OG holders of the ribbon skin like feel bad, and I'm sure that they gave them some sort of like compensation border or signifier um, like that. But um, but if people want that skin, then let them buy it. Like it's free money. I don't the that's just the the business person in me, I suppose. <laughs> and same thing with like you know Pax TF or Sivir, like just release it again, dude. Just just we're like even if it is like you know like the McRib, let's like put it on sale like. <laughs> for 10 days once a year or something like that just let people buy it and like that's cool if it's limited edition or something but like huh. especially because that was probably one some of the better skins for those champions for a long time maybe not anymore um but yeah let yeah the people be i'm, I'm kind of with you i think i, I don't know i i think I, i'm probably more on the side i guess of of having the exclusive skins are pretty cool um i I think, I guess, I don't know. It's a little different with those ones where it's like tied to particular events or something. And nowadays they don't really do that anymore. It's just like the, like in-game event sort of things that are unlocking them. Um, But I'm, I'm kind of excited. It seems like they're making these like prestige or the mythic shop skins like better you know, like the, I feel like before prestige skins were, you know, like it's kind of like the gold chroma memes. Uh, it's like not that different from yeah everything like the normal skin that you would have bought. And now, like the way that the this like I think this first one, the Ashen Knight Pike, like looks super cool. Um, and if they keep like all these like mythic level skins as cool as that one, then I'm I'm down for this going forward. All right. And then lastly, we can cover some skins coming out in this patch as well. So we have Battle Bunny Prime Riven, Battle Bunny Misfortune, Battle Bat Vane, and Battle Wolf Silas, Battle Cat Jinx, Prestige Battle Cat Jinx, and yeah, the Ashen Knight Pike. And so I don't know if they're short on cash or something because these all (laughs) look like they're going to sell out like hotcakes, my man. Yeah, it's true. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I do you like a lot of these skins? I feel like the I feel like the Battle Bunny Riven skin, like the OG one, is like kind of fun. You know, like it's a fun concept, and I liked. I I think I have that Riven skin, and I don't even fucking play Riven. You know, um, yeah. But like these ones, I'm like not as interested in, to be honest. Like I think the the idea is cool. Like if you said it was like, oh, they're gonna make Battle Bunny, but like like cyberpunk kind of e then like maybe that's cool but i'm looking at the skins now and i don't actually i'm not like that interested in any of them yeah i would say the riven and misfortune ones in particular are not very exciting just because misfortune already has some pretty cool skins with the the gun one gun goddess and um i feel like she has another good like 1350 or, or 1820 skin that is pretty popular yeah, she's um, got like the the Halloween one, the bewitching one. That's pretty nice. And has a oh yeah, yeah, the the bewitching prestige. Yeah, so she already has like you know three to four skins that are pretty sick for her. And then the yeah the battle bunny ribbon one. That one is weird just because there is a, an existing concept of it. So if this one is like cooler than that by combining a little bit of project or not project, a little bit of um, what's the video game one? Arcade. Arcade. A little bit of arcade with the original battle bunny i'm sure i like i'm sure this one is going to be cool but i'm just not hyped for it and maybe i would have to like you know see the effects in game or something like that to to get a feel for it the only other thing is um i would assume that this is going to have some pretty nice chromas as well which you know scrolling down into the patch notes it does look like it and actually uh nope i'm not feeling it i don't like it (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right that's I take back everything I said, but this, um, but the Silas one, I do think that one was probably, I would give that one the benefit of the doubt of being more cool. And the vein one is kind of interesting as well. Yeah. I think I'd have to see these in game. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not that interested in the theme. The splash arts are a little weird for me. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. Okay. I don't buy I think the Jinx. Yeah. I think the Jinx splash art is awesome. But the model in game looks kind of funky to me. Hmm. Yeah. But who am I to say? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else for this patch that you want to discuss? The LCS um, playoffs patch. I think I think I'm gonna go back one more and talk about. Uh, I, we didn't talk about the Rengar changes, and there's kind of a lot going on with the changes. But I think the the basic of it, unless you're like a Rengar main, like you're not gonna care about most of it. Um, like I think a lot of these are like intricacies about how his ferocity works and getting it out of leaps and that kind of stuff. Um, the the biggest change I think is that they made it so his Q works like kind of like ash passive where like crit strike just makes the attack stronger like by that percentage rather than um like doing actually critting actually critting yeah uh so that is kind of interesting and they made it apply to towers i think those are both pretty big buffs you know like before it's like you remember the old like infinity edge rex build with like when hail blades originally came out like it was totally a meme but it was like the the thought that like you're ahead enough, and it's like oh if I go in and I hit three autos or four autos with my key reset right, like and one of them crits with Infinity Edge, then the guy's one shot for sure. Like it's fucking worth. That's kind of what Rengar would do, except he'd just go in and hit you with his two Qs and his uh, out of his ulti right, and it's like if one of them crits, you're fucking dead for sure. I'm interested to see how fucking broken this is that's what i think i don't know it's gonna fuck up solo queue or normal games like people are gonna build rengar i think that the other changes if you don't like you can read them if you know what rengar does i would you like you'll be able to understand what's going on um or like how rengar like tries to clear his jungle or uses his full combos like that kind of stuff they've changed probably how that works but i think that the q change is just gonna make him a lot more annoying to play against because he's just gonna have like rengars are gonna go for these stupid grip builds and build essence reaver or whatever and it's just gonna do more damage consistently, and you'll you know you're, if you play poor ADC or support champions, then you're gonna get fucking one shot. I'd ban this champ. I might ban this champ for a little while. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and it, the changes to his E are pretty cool as well. It's um, thrown instantly with no cast time, and then also gives if um, you're leaping. Extra... If you're leaping. Oh, during leaps, I didn't see that part. Okay, and then also gives vision of the unit hit for two seconds as well so that's pretty cool yeah and i think i think the ulti change too is kind of nice that it gives vision around the enemy it's i mean this is another one i feel like it's just good for the rengar player you know like no longer yeah are you gonna get fooled by somebody like being like oh yeah i'm, I'm just standing here and then you know you jump in and there are four people right behind him um like i i think that this is like these just feel like a lot of pretty decent buffs for a rengar that wants to build like full assassin like super damage and i don't like that as an adc player i don't like that either yeah as a talon hater i wouldn't like (laughs) this yeah all right now let's talk some msi which is confirmed to be well reported to be taking place in busan in south korea and they also um dot esports also reported that there will be a live audience for msi as well um so in their article um they state that the first part of the tournament would be played from May 10th to May 15th. And then presumably the playoff portion of the MSIs, you know, they might, I don't know if they're going to call it rumble or, you know, rumble stage again or something like that. Um, but that will take place from May 27th to the 29th. So first rest in peace time zone again, but also two, you're trying to go to South Korea. Uh, I don't know, dude. I'm. I th- isn't like isn't there like a whole bunch of COVID shit going on in South Korea now too? I like, uh, like right oh, now? I don't. Probably, I don't know what the cor- I don't know what the quarantine rules are for South Korea because I heard they keep changing them of like how long the how long the initial quarantine is when you first arrive and then right what what you might leave to like even what you might have to do to even like leave the country as well that continues to change. So hopefully it's not that bad by the time May rolls around, or maybe it'll get worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like it seems like I've heard like through like some people like LS and and other people that were talking about like doing like solo queue trips or whatever that it's kind of a dire situation right now. I don't know if it's just like a wave that's going through. You know, like they missed the the winter wave and it's finally catching up to them or something. But uh, hopefully okay. by the time May runs around, it's a little more sorted. Oh man, I actually that doesn't give me hope for it. <laughs> I would think that it, it would still get worse. Like I feel like 
I feel like the news about this, like even though it's just reported stuff, is coming out recently enough that they're, you know, hopeful that it will happen. Like, but probably uh-huh. they're not saying anything just because of like what's happening right now. Yeah, or they're going to have to be super strict on containing the players in like yeah, in hotels or something like that. Which they wouldn't mind probably, but whatever. And I mean LCK is getting some practice dealing with it, you know, with their playoffs so far, so. Yeah, and speaking of LCK, um some exciting matches have been going on and I believe this Friday is the finals between T1 and Gen G, I believe. So, could be looking forward to that. Yeah, did you see any of the, what was it, Genji Damwon series this weekend? There was, I think there was just the one game five that everyone was talking about. On, yeah, uh, I, heard, I heard it went to five games and that um, somebody on Damwon was like trying really hard to carry. Yeah. It just could not happen. I Canyon, think, right? Yeah, Damwon I think picked like Nidalee Renekton and Canyon was just like, piss smurfing all over genji and it was like you know they had like a 10 or 15k gold lead or something and then chovy went nuts with an ari play like around baron and picked off canyon and then they uh just won the game off of it oh okay yeah wow. that's why people were saying like that i'll never give up ever again right like <laughs> right <laughs> okay no i did not catch that but yeah i was hearing things about it uh, how about LEC? Did you catch any LEC playoff games? Not that they've now that they have finally started. I actually managed to catch, I think, two games of Fnatic versus G two, and it seemed pretty fun. I think I caught like game three and game four. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I was watching most of it, or at least had it on like while I was doing other stuff in the mornings. Um, it was. It seems like pretty interesting. I don't know so far. Nothing. Nothing for me to really shout out. Like it's. I. I think they're like almost like a real double elimination style kind of thing so there's like nobody's out yet you know that i am worried about so nothing to report for me right i think it's a bit like the lcs where some of the lower seeds they don't get a second chance right. uh for example i'm 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 actually just now finding out that vitality with perks and alfari that they barely slipped into playoffs and so yeah. I, to my understanding they are already in the lower bracket so to speak but they i heard that they also you know um how do you say it like fake death faked death or avoided yeah they uh, were they were close i remember that series yeah like they're i think they played xl who this is the first time that xl has made it to playoffs and uh they uh almost choked it really that's crazy yeah first time Hmm. first time well good for them hopefully they, they see some more of it since it's been like five years since they've been in the league yeah, it's true. I mean, they got knocked out right first round here, so it's a little a little unlucky, but hey, better than nothing. Better than nothing. All right, uh, I'm ready to talk some LCS now. Yeah, let's get into it. This week, uh, this past week was week eight, uh, return of the Coast James with the three day blocks of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the Super Week. Uh, let's run through the standings really quick. So at first place, we have Team Liquid up top again at 14-4, and four, and that's because um, Cloud9 now in second place. They lost two games this weekend, putting them at 13-5. and five. Uh, In third place, we also have uh, 100 Thieves at 12-6. and six. Then at Evil Geniuses, we um, is in fourth place with 10-9, and nine, um, having played an extra couple of games uh, for, to secure that fourth place spot. At fifth place, we have FlyQuest at ten and ten. And again, also having to play a couple of um, tiebreaker games, so they have those extra games in their record. And then uh, the last playoff spot goes to Golden Guardians at nine and ten. Uh, to round out the rest of them, we have Dignitas at seventh place, eight and ten. CLG at six and twelve. And then lastly, TSM and Immortals at the bottom at five and thirteen. A lot of whole, a whole lot of stuff went on this weekend went down this weekend a whole lot of upsets crazy games where do you want to start with all of it do you want to start talking about teams or any any matches that caught your eye um you know i'm like at this point i'm kind of forgetting a lot of the matches uh like just because there were so many i think and then the tiebreakers on sunday as well like i don't know i've moved past it right like now it's just results we're into playoffs so uh, if you've got any that you remember off the top of your head we can go over them probably jog my memory 
Um, yeah, not too much for me. Just I'm I want to talk about Dignitas for a little bit. I'm kind of surprised that they ended up not making playoffs, especially because we a lot of people were just raving about how how well Biofrost was doing early on into the split or really across the whole split. People have been raving about him and his return to the LCS. But then also I remember a lot of games where fake God was getting slammed. And so I'm not too surprised that they're outside of playoffs, but uh, you know, about halfway through we're talking about, you know, is FlyQuest a a fake top team. And really we should have been asking that about Dignitas as well, I suppose. Um. So just kind of a shame that they ended up not slipping into the top six here for the spring split. Yeah, it is pretty rough. I think it is like looking back, you know, I think we, you kind of could have seen it coming going into this week. I, I think a lot of people talked about they had the toughest schedule of the whole super week. They played TLC nine and hundred thieves. And yeah. Like they lost all but one of those games. So like, that's tough. I mean, it's, it's like technically in your hands, right. To not miss playoffs because of that. But like just a just a tough week to have to deal with um i don't know but yeah i'm kind of with you they i feel like they were such a promising team and like you did have those spurs of like damn biofrost is looking like really good and making like their bot lane look really good in general uh river was you know kind of going nuts at the beginning of the season and had some moments uh for the other games but yeah just i like you said i think the fake god situation if there's a better way to say it um probably cost them more games than they you know could deal with in and when it comes down to it so but i don't know i don't think that team that team didn't feel like bad for me it just felt like you know you lost a couple games that's how it goes yeah and really it, that whole four to six chunk is really close as well um so speaking of that chunk you know two people from that chunk did manage to beat cloud nine this weekend um Actually, really just FlyQuest had a victory over Cloud9, and then 100 Thieves beat them as well. Um, maybe that one is not as surprising. But um, really, uh, yeah, I guess surprised to see FlyQuest take an upset victory over uh, Cloud9, in addition to just a whole bunch of other teams beating people above them in the standings throughout Friday and Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I think I think FlyQuest, I felt like, they had a really good super week, in my opinion. I mean, they they didn't win all their games, right? They but they beat TL. Uh, or no, that was the week before. Sorry, they they like the the tiebreaker situation for them um, was like kind of wild. They had to play. They played C nine that day. They beat C nine um, to make it into the tiebreakers, kind of. And then they had to play Golden Guardians, and then the game against EG back to back. I feel like for them to come out in fifth place there when, you know, losing that game to C9 when it just left you, like, in a solid six kind of situation is a pretty good pretty good outcome for them in the Super Week. I feel pretty high on FlyQuest going into the playoffs relative to their positioning, I guess I would say. Yeah, and so I guess with that, are you happy about, you know, the six playoff teams that we have pretty much confirmed, um, which would be Team Liquid, Cloud9, 100 Thieves, Evil Geniuses, FlyQuest, and Golden Guardians? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, like, looking looking at the four teams that missed it, right? Like, being Dignitas, CLG, TSM, Immortals, like, there's there's really nobody there that I think is saying, like, shit, we're so much obviously better than any of those teams uh, in the six. You know, there's there's the case for Dignitas, but like we said, you know, they're, they're only that one game out. They, you know, showed promising moments throughout the split, but uh, I don't know, like, I I don't think they're that much different of a team than Golden Guardians or FlyQuest or Evil Geniuses that like they like should be there like they were robbed or anything. I I feel like this top six is pretty representative of top six. Yeah, so am I. And then um yeah, I can't really remember much of the games from this weekend either, but I do know that I enjoyed seeing TL pretty much run the whole weekend um pretty easily and. I really enjoyed that a lot of the teams were beating each other, which makes me excited looking forward to playoffs because looking at the lineup, I think that four, five, and six uh, being evil geniuses, FlyQuest, and Golden Guardians, if they meet each other in the playoffs, I think that any team could win on that day. Um, And then possibly if 100 Thieves has an off day, um, although they they looked really solid in the last half of the spring split, having gone like on a seven or eight win streak, something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, 
maybe they're a, a tier above the fourth through sixth place uh, teams. I don't think four, five, and six could beat Team Liquid or Cloud9 in a best of five. However, um, I think it could be fun to see them play against each other because it could be a gamble on how how the teams are preparing for each other. Yeah, I think I think probably the only question mark for me at this point is like how some of these teams are going to show up in best of fives. Like I I think I think we are kind of at that point where it's like TLC nine looked good enough during spring split that I I'm I'm taking them as heavy favorites in this like playoffs. But if you know EG being a young team, like if they have some wacky shit prepped for best of fives or they're good at you know specifically TL prep or something, I wouldn't be surprised to see that match go kind of wild. Um, Hundred Thieves just beat C9 this week. You know, like they've got kind of the mental edge, the momentum going into the the best of fives too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think. To me, it doesn't seem. You're right. I don't think like I see FlyQuest or Golden Guardians like, and none of those teams are gonna be favored over the top two in these in these playoff matches. Yeah, um, I just I do think Hundred Thieves could be a dark horse moving into playoffs. But yeah, at the, at the I'm also seed, not as the defending champs. Like that's your dark horse. Yeah, I, I know, right? Um, <laughs> but I'm just I'm, but I'm still not completely sold on them. But I'm not worried anymore, like I was before. Right. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, are are you worried about like C nine at all being like they dropped two games in in this last week? I know that nah, that's kind of a question. Just trolling. I saw a lot of people <laughs> yeah. talking to him. Yeah, I think they're just trolling. Uh, but I think you, I think hmm, I think they did need a, a slap on the wrist, so to speak. So, and uh, unfortunately, I, I'm sad to say that this is a good thing for them, opium, <laughs> I, um, right? Because I think they probably did need something like that of like. Okay, you need to stop blind picking these picks, or hey, you need to stop doing like giving yourself so much leeway when it comes to like playing poorly in the early game, especially for Summit, just like randomly making mistakes and so in like every once in a while. Like if he if this can help him like tighten up his gameplay, not just well not just for him but for everyone on the team, then hopefully they can have some really solid performances uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like. I, I'm with you. I feel like that's kind of a double-edged sword whenever, like, if a, if it's the player saying, like, oh, we needed this as a wake-up wake call, you know, like, when I see that, like, from Fudge interviews or whatever, I'm like, look, guy, I don't think you're wrong, but also, I'm not sure that that's the mentality you should have after you've lost the game, you know, like, like if you're, I don't know, like, it's just it just feels like a weird way to say, like, yeah, we lost, and but I'm, you know, like, it wasn't actually a loss, right? Like, I won my lane. Like, come on, guys. Like, it's not that bad that I lost the 20 LP or whatever, right? Like, I think I think there's merit to the argument, right? Like, you you see that there are cracks in your armor. You're not going to go into this playoffs thinking, like, oh, yeah, we can just pick whatever the fuck we want and win a best of five. But I... I don't know. I'd, I've I've seen I've seen teams like get overconfident like that and then bomb out in a first round map match because like that's that's the mental you have going into it. So I think the I think that matchup will be tough for C nine. That's that's probably most of what I'd say is that they're going straight into hundred thieves who just beat them and yeah, know, just beat them and they're coming off of like maybe we're not as good as we thought. You know, you lost your chance at first place. Uh, that's the real shame yeah yeah i think it's a real shame that they lost the first seed um and to my understanding the first seed did get to pick their opponent out of the third third of the fourth place seed to my understanding oh Uh, so yeah because i I wasn't sure if it was auto seeded or not i think i was listening to the actually no because i was listening to the interview after eg's tiebreaker game with impact and i can't remember if they said they, it's automatically seated, I think they did say that it was auto because I think Impact. I think Impact thought it was like you get picked, and he was like, "Oh, really? They already decided." And it was, and the Tigress was just like, "No, that's like I think it's just you just one seed plays the four. And he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, then TL." Oh, okay, yeah, no, yeah, then <laughs> that's stupid that I, I'm remembering the interview like wrong. Then <laughs> okay, um, well, never mind then. But yeah, they just like lo- they had control of the first seed for two weeks straight, and then lost it this weekend. Um, yeah, losing two of their games, which is, I guess it's not a big deal. You're still in the upper bracket and you get that double elimination kind of uh, style tournament. 
yeah, I think it doesn't sound like a big deal until, you know, if, if 100 Thieves beats them, you know, and then you'll be like, oh, man, I wish we had just played EG. It would have been so easy. Like, yeah, that, that's 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 going to be when it comes back to bottom, when they have to go into a lower bracket, even even they're still going to be favored in lower bracket. You know, like if I think no matter who loses in that that match, like they'll be the ones coming into losers finals or whatever. But like you don't want to be in that situation in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So we're already talking about playoffs now. Um, was there anything else you wanted to mention about week eight? Um, I think I'll just say that I'm disappointed that, uh, the CLG miracle run didn't happen. I think, I mean, I think as anybody that was watching, you know, the, the broadcast was having all these like mad situations of like, this is how immortals and TSM can still make it into the playoffs. And like, I was hoping that one of those would happen, but it wasn't, I mean, it was just never going to happen. Both both of those bombed out right away. Um, crazy things. Yeah. But, but CLG, I felt like they that team seemed more to me like they had a chance to make that run. Like they were coming into form and could figure out, you know, like a three Oh super week that would get them into playoffs. Um, and they had those, they had a lot better like scenarios where they would win out and, or win a couple games and other teams lose and, and you'd be in a tiebreaker situation and it just didn't pan out. Um, so like, you know, shout out to CLG. They had a chance. I, I think they looked, they looked not bad for, for how you know their their record shows them as one only one game ahead of these like absolute dumpster fire teams of TSM and Immortals on the split, um, but I think they're like if you're the GM of that team, you know after what you did going into the season, I think it's a acceptable outcome. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so now let's dive into the playoff bracket for the uh, 2022 LCS Spring Split. So. You were already stating right off the bat, this Saturday is when they're going to start play- playing playoffs, five days into the patch. Um, and so it starts with Cloud9 versus 100 Thieves on Saturday, and then uh, TL versus EG on Sunday, April 3rd. So uh, let's start with Cloud9 versus 100 Thieves for a little preview. Uh, how do you see this matchup going? Yeah, dude, you know, I'm thinking... I think it's C9 favored, but I think it's probably only like a 60-40 matchup. It'll probably be something like like 3-1 C9. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see 100 Thieves like flip it on them. Um, I don't know. Just they, they looked a little bit more solid going to at the end of the regular season and C9 looked a lot more shaky. Um, I, think, I think that 100 Thieves probably has the better bot lane on most days. Um, if if they kind of can sort out their inconsistency issues and, you know, or have a good read on the meta or whatever it is. Um, and if Summit doesn't get back to, like, his, like, earlier split form, just, like, not these last two weeks form, then um, I think it's, like, a pretty good chance for Under Thieves to take these situations. But it'll yeah, be a good match. I'm also, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a good match. I definitely think it's not going to be... um. I don't think either team is going to win zero games. I think definitely um, both have a chance to end up being the victor out of it. And I would lean towards C9 just because we've seen a lot more higher highs out of them throughout the season. And it seems to be their kind of meta with regards to, you know, this being the time of year for Blabber to pop off. And then yeah. really just um, they're able to play around Summit. And even if you know the rest of the situation in the game looks a little dire at times. Yeah, I wonder. I I really do wonder at this point. This is the like is is the LS way, you know, still in the team at all. I'm excited to see how like Max Waldo and the team drafts for playoffs, like in a best of five scenario, because like you know that was the the first two weeks where we're getting wacky picks and everything. Like I feel like that's just a taste of like what a real a real best of five where you have like the super prep. You're you're seeing you know what drafts the other team wants to play in real time, and you if you have counters, you can pull them out. Like in like after a game, you can say, oh, we should have done this and that, and you can just bring it out in the very next game. You know, like I want to see that come out from C9, um, but I, I I feel like if they just if they just play standard and like lose a game or something against Hundred Thieves like early on, like one or two, I can easily see this being just like tipped into Hundred Thieves favor in, in terms of momentum and they take it from there yeah i'm definitely excited about this series and probably going to be one of the most closest ones in the in the whole playoffs 
if I had to, you know, bet on it. Yeah, at least at least in the upper bracket for sure. I would say maybe maybe that uh, low, first round of lower bracket matches we get some wackies like close games just because it's fiestas. But definitely in the upper bracket in finals, I think it'll be the close ones here. Let's get on to TL versus EG, which is uh, first versus fourth seed. And while I heavily favor Team Liquid here, I would also say that both of these are not perfect teams. And I think it's possible that EG could take a game or two, but I would find that it is unlikely to take three games and a whole series from Team Liquid. Uh, So that's where I'm at with this is that for sure, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm calling Team Liquid 100% of the time with the information that I have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'm, how, how confident I would be to call it a 3-0. I kind of want, again, I want TL to drop some games to get better or or improve or see you know what they can or cannot do, either with the draft or with their gameplay, you know, stuff like that, and really just tighten it up as they move forward to probably play the the winner of C9 versus 100 Thieves. Yeah, I think um, I think I don't know. I think I'm ready to say the three O for TL. Um, but it, you're right on like they'll they'll need to show they'll need to show some improvement. I think to to be the the true tournament favors favorites like continuing out of this match. But I think in the matchup against EG, it just feels so so like heavily favored to them that I I don't know. I don't. I I really don't see EG winning a game unless they have like some spicy cheese or like. You know, like either a cheese pick or like some high variance like invade or or matchup that they want to um, prioritize. Like you know, there's there's the world where Jojo Pian just like totally gaps Bjergsen in the mid lane, right? And then that's how they uh, get a dub. But I don't see it being consistent enough to win a series at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't see them being consistent enough to be able to do that either. And and they just haven't shown that to me throughout the split is the problem yeah. for me. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Is there um anything else you wanted to talk about for the playoffs? Um, I don't think so. I mean, we're yeah. I mean, those are those are only two matches right before we like. It's kind of a it's kind of a long week or a bracket, huh? Four. Yeah, the three three across twenty days. Yeah. Okay. Oh right. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to talk about the the patch thing? I guess I I feel like I'm the the fact that they're playing this playoffs patch. You know, it's only two get two days or whatever after uh, it hits live that they're seeing it on, um, you know, in playoffs. I'm that part feels weird to me. But other than these teams that have to play upper bracket this weekend, right? I think the rest of the way it is like totally fine. Like. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And having looked at the patch notes, it's like some life deal changes, which you can adjust to in a day or two. Uh, and then the really, the, um, I would say the meta champions affected by this is Trindamir for sure. I mean, that one's that one does feel bad. But again, you can you can definitely adjust to that in two or three days, uh, yeah. whether whether it's through playing champions queue or playing through scrims or doing one v ones. One v ones might not be you know, an adequate display of an, the nerf to his ulti um, or even like the mid-game changes to his um, E cooldown with the crits. Right. And then uh, maybe the Jax change or Jax buff has some merit or effect. But yeah, really, the, other than that, it's just Trindamir and the lifesteal changes from, from what I could tell. I doubt people are going to start like practicing a Zier like right now or that it's worthwhile to start picking that up and practice it see if it's um any good at this time yeah i i'm i'm kind of with you um i think the only one i i think i think the biggest point is like the the rengar changes might be like there's a team or two that decides like this rengar change is broken and we're gonna spam rengar and if like i'm i guarantee that that first golden guardians match because pride stalker is like actually used to be a Rengar one trick, he's gonna have Rengar banned in every single game. But I Oh, okay. I didn't like, even think about that. I, I think that's that's probably the only case where like this patch really matters for the playoffs. And then 
but like the other if i like if i hear a whole bunch more complaining like about the um the like the timing of it all you know i think i think it's way more like this is this is the better option than playing 125b for another 4 weeks you know like definitely like you you played the last 2 weeks or the last week on it right like it was already like 125 was a long ass patch cycle if we had to see the same patch throughout all of playoffs and then it's going to be two or three patches later before or four or five patches later before like you get to MSI and like that then that patch is on a new one we'd have the same people complaining like man we've played on this old fucking two month old patch like and now we have to play MSI when these other teams have been you know screaming or whatever I don't know like it, somebody would have complained right LCK finishes their playoffs this weekend and somebody would have said LCK's gotten a scrim on the live patches as it's progressed and we've been stuck. You know, like this shit's gonna happen no matter what. Having playing playing playoffs on twelve six and having only one week where you're on like short rest basically for this pla- uh patch practice cycle, like your the rest is fine. Everybody's on the even playing field at least, you know, for your upper bracket match and I don't know. If you get cheesed by some like tiny change from this patch like in day one then i don't know you deserve it probably <laughs> yeah I, the timing is not ideal at least just for the the teams that play this weekend and but also i think i would not have minded it you know, from a technically competitive aspect of just having them play on the same 12.5 patch for you know a month and a half i'm not opposed to that either actually just because like okay now we can see the best out of teams um that's how that plays out in my head yeah, but yeah, eventually they're gonna play on a, a whole different set of patches for MSI. Hopefully, it's not too different like last year, where like all of a sudden we're starting to see like Talon and Rumble just be pulled out of nowhere. Uh, and Morgana, I think as well. Right. Yeah. I. I guess we have no idea what they're gonna change in these patches. There's probably gonna be somebody. Bard Jungle is gonna be the new thing. His chimes do 400 percent damage to camps. <laughs> That'd be. They they gotta do something like that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and you're just sliding through walls. Yes. We'll see though. I don't know. I I I doubt that anything's gonna actually matter. Besides, I think the Rengar thing might happen. You know, that's the only one where I think a champ could really be pushed in or out of the meta from from these changes. So I don't know. It'll be fine. All right, and that's going to be it for episode fifty one of On the Hunt a League of Legends podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on the service that you're listening to us on if you haven't already. We'd also appreciate it if you would give us a like to show us some support. But I don't really pay attention to any of that anymore anyways. (laughs) It's all for the the love of the game. That's what we're here for. And that's pretty much it. We'll see you all next week for another episode of On the Hunt. See you.